0: everyone welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by right here a uh, great conversation we wanted to do a really important segment with everyone right now because you know for me it's been an ongoing education about you know what happens with the sun and you know if you're growing up and you're someone like i am who grew up grew up on the east coast and wouldn't think twice of putting herself out in the sun with all of the crazy things we used to do to get a tan and you know since that point in time life has changed one of the things i've noticed though is i have not yet become changed myself when it comes to the sun and what we need to be mindful of More importantly... Uh, when we look at our children and when we look at you know what 's happening with skin cancer, there are things that we should know and that 's why a Dr. Dennis Hughes is joining us here today Assistant professor in the Division of Pediatrics at uh, you know md anderson he 's here to talk with us about the warning signs of skin cancer in children and why is this different today? What should we be paying attention to, and what do we know about melanoma and what we don't. Part of the conversation, and, I, you know, it's really funny, I want to, you know, th- first let's bring on Dr. Hughes. Thank you for joining us here today, Dr. Hughes.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. You
0: know, it's really funny. I was around someone this weekend, and, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, about being out in the sun, although we didn't have much sun here, but there was a couple days where the sun popped out. And so they were talking about, you know, this new uh, SPF 55, Neutrogena uh, skin care, and then they both commented. 55. Fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. And Jeez. yeah." And then they both comment and they said something like, oh, we got that Irish skin, so we have to, you know, be really careful. I don't know much about that because, you know, I, I have the Italian skin. But I would imagine that with the sun the way it is, it doesn't much matter. And actually, one of the folks has had melanoma before and, you know, has to go regularly to get checked. Could you help us understand the important significance of what's happening and what people need to do this summer?
1: I would love to. There's a couple of important things I'm hoping to get across to parents and to their kids in our efforts this summer at the Children's Cancer Hospital to make people a little more sun-aware. In the next year, there are going to be more than 60,000 adults diagnosed with melanoma in this country. Wow. And Hidden in that number is the fact that there will be between six and seven hundred children under the age of eighteen who also are diagnosed with malignant melanoma, the deadliest skin cancer. Mm. Now, there are two important points there. The first is looking at those sixty thousand adults, most of those adults get a melanoma. That is probably related to sunburns in the past,
0: okay, so t- tell me what that means like let's say that you did some of the stuff that I used to do, and i 'm not even going to repeat them because I just it 's too scary to even talk about, but you, you know, we grew up with these techniques to get ourselves tanned, so what does that look like when that kind of skin cancer shows up? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I can tell you a little bit about what those things look like because mm. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's important to know. Okay. The, uh, the American Academy of Dermatology, (AAD) has put out their r- list of rules to look at a mole that might be a problem and might be heading toward being a melanoma. And they call it the ABCD rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stands for asymmetry. In a normal mole, one half of it should look pretty much like the other half. In a mole that's thinking about becoming a melanoma, one side of it starts to be different from the other, and that's a warning sign. Another warning sign is the border of a mole. A normal mole, you pretty well should be able to tell where it starts and where it stops. If the edges seem blurry or indistinct... That's a concern if a very irregular border is present on a mole. Okay. Uh, C, let me get you all four there. Yeah, good. Thank you. C is the color. Mm -hmm. Now, people tend to think that dark is is bad. Okay. And that's kind of true, but not so much. What I worry about more is a mole that has multiple colors within it. The other thing I want to point out is that, especially in pediatrics, you can have melanomas that have no pigment at all. So they may be skin colored or pinkish in color. They may are often mistaken for a wart. But if you have a mole that has more than one color in it, that's concerning. That's a mole that's figured out how to do a variety of things. And you might be, have to pay a lot more attention to that. D stands for diameter. Size matters in moles. Okay. And anything that's larger than the eraser on a number two pencil ought to be evaluated by a professional.
0: Wow. I have to think about that. Okay, got it. Got it. Boy, that is so visual. You're really good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I, it, I try, you know, working with kids, mm-hmm. I've had to work hard at how to get complicated information across in a way that people can wrap their heads around it and understand it. Um, and I talk straight to my patients, straight to the kids. Uh, they usually hear exactly what's going on for them and that's often very reassuring in the clinic setting for uh school age kids and teenagers to hear straight talk from their doctors um that can be incredibly helpful and my usual joke with them is i make sure that the kids understand it because then if i do that i'm pretty sure i've brought their parents along for the ride and if i haven't then the kids can explain it to their parents on the way home
0: very good. <laughs> well, you know, isn't part of the reason that it's so difficult to be to have conversations with parents? Is there so much fear that comes up?
1: There is fear associated with this. And mm-hmm. I have seen parents, driven by fear in their awareness of what's going on for a child, uh, switch over from not having known about something to emergency acting very quickly and sometimes rushing through a process that ought to be a little more measured. So for example, you know, melanoma, it's a deadly skin cancer and it's very uh, important to get things dealt with in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. So if somebody sees a mole that they think is abnormal and ought to be looked at, Yes, I want them to have a doctor look at it, call a dermatologist, get it in and get it seen. And if the dermatologist thinks it should be biopsied, absolutely have it biopsied and find out what's going on with it. But if you could have called back from your dermatologist a week out from a biopsy and they tell you that it looks like it's a melanoma, you don't need the next operation that week. Mm -hmm. You need to get information go to the best source of care, find a place that has the right expertise to do the procedure that you actually need. So uh, one of the things we've tried to put out there is for people to understand what services are essential in a place where you're going to take an adult or a child with melanoma. They need to have a group of dermatopathologists who are experienced looking at the biopsy material from people with melanomas so they can tell a normal mole apart from a melanoma. You need surgeons that have the skill in doing the right kind of lymph node mapping and and the experience to know when it is and is not needed so that the correct operation is done, and if if this is a child with melanoma, mm-hmm. you'd like to have a pediatric surgeon with experience in lymph node mapping, and and that's that's even a little more rare. They're they're kind of uh, that's pretty specialized care. Um, so we're 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 pleased that we've got it, and, and we we do encourage people to find a place that can give that that kind of high level care when it's needed. Um, so. I have I have known a few people where they uh, emergently rush to get the next thing done instead of uh, taking time to understand what's happening and make sure that they're doing the right thing.
0: So, you know, let's talk about this for a little bit. And and I know this is a short segment. Uh, What are the most important things people need to do now? I mean, I, I, I talked about this SPF 55, uh, you know, which seems to be people are loving the Neutrogena product. And, you know, probably because we're women, it doesn't really, it smells nice, whatever. But, you know, what, what can we do? How do we bust through the myth of, you know, well, geez, I'm Italian, so I don't really need that stuff.
1: <laughs> well, there's a few pieces to that. I certainly won't knock Neutrogena's product. I'm, I'm pleased that they found something that people will use that gives good protection.
0: Well, exactly, because the alternative is people people are not using anything.
1: Exactly. And what I've said is um, for most skin types, like your Italian skin, mm. anything 15 or higher for that SPF number is fine. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you need to reapply it if you've been out for a long time or you've been in and out of water or you've gotten sweaty. Please do reapply it. But it doesn't matter to me if it's a paste or a gel or an alcohol-based clear liquid that sprays on. doesn't matter. My house, we use different things. Uh My 13-year-old and I like this sports stuff that sprays on clear. And because God is serially exposing more and more of the top of my head, some of it goes up there now. Yeah. You know, Um my my wife who's a little fairer than i am and one of our two little ones we got a three-year-old and a 21 month old um they're they're pretty fair and and she said she listens to me what do you do for this kind of skin and we recommend that they go for a 30 block or higher and she says yeah okay and puts 45 block on them because she thinks that's better and that's fine because mm-hmm. she uses it the key thing i think is to find a product that you'll actually use and in addition both for the little kids and the teenagers, you got to lead by example. If you're a parent, if you want them to use that sunscreen, you've got to use it too. And they need to know that you use it and that you support that with the teenagers. I also think it's important to get them involved in choosing the product because then they're already invested. And if there's some deal breaker in there, you know, if it's, um, you know, you you're, you're, athletic son and you're asking him to smell like flowers he might have an issue with that
0: yeah exactly exactly you know dr use thank you so much for joining us here today could you please give out a website for folks so that they can find out more about uh, about this and and the steps that they can take to to really protect against this
1: it would be my pleasure they can connect straight through uh, our website at md anderson through the children's cancer hospital so that's www.mdanderson And if they go to that site, then they'll see on the left-hand side, there's an option for disease and treatment information. You click on there, and there's uh, options for almost every kind of pediatric cancer, about halfway down the alphabetical list. You'll find melanoma, and we've got a full page of information, including that ABCD rule and what to do if you have a diagnosis, what the treatment might look like, what the risk factors are. Um, in addition, if they're having trouble finding that, I see that you've put a link up on yep. your website for Absolutely. today's talk, Absolutely, and that'll get them through to my page, and from my page, they can get to that skin cancer page, so that that's great as well. Um The National Cancer Institute and the American Cancer Society maintain good web pages, as well as AAD.org has pictures of cancer melanoma moles versus normal moles, so those are great resources for people. And you know, you're right to have asked about skin types, because I want to tell you, there is no one skin type that is completely safe in the sun. I saw a Hispanic girl with fairly dark skin last week, newly diagnosed with a melanoma. We've seen it in African Americans. So while the redheads and the blondes and the blue eyes are at the highest risk nobody is safe enough that they don't need to think about these
0: things wow thank you so much for joining us here today and for keeping us up to date on this and much more thank you so much dr Yu. stay thank tuned everyone you. we'll be right back Vanda michelowski joining us here today spiritually incorrect yeah we'll be right back sunshine